Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And DraftKings as an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And the Lions have made it to round number two. You need to get in on the action now. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And that means when you bet five bucks on the Lions, you can get 200 instantly in bonus bets, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, the Hayes family. Like a lot of people across this state, had a house party last night and just enjoyed the Lions' first playoff win since 1991. Man, is that right? Yeah, it was 92 when they beat the Cowboys, I think, the year. So it's 31 years? 32? Man. I love live math. It's one of my proudest moments ever on air. We are asking you the Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Hey, celebrating the Lions' first playoff win in over 30 years. Look for that adult-crafted cocktail. It's not drinking the Kool-Aid. It's drinking a Honolulu Blue. Blue raspberry lemonade, vodka, available spirit stores all across the state. Ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. I've seen it center aisle, Meyer stores, Total Wine, Crush Grape. Gary has a great store, Nap in the Bell Line in Grand Rapids, all across the state. Honolulu Blue. It's like Honolulu Blue Week. Celebrate with it. You have to be 21 and up. We're also taking your thoughts on the game last night. That is our huge question of the day. What was the feels moment for you before, during, after the Lions win over the Rams? They hung on. Defense won it in the second half. Goff got them there in a position to win in the first half. Ben Johnson had the football's call of the year throwing to St. Brown, how that guy wasn't voted into the Pro Bowl. He was voted all pro, but not to the Pro Bowl. Is just crazy. And then what the Packers did to the Cowboys before that game. Now there's talk that McCarthy could be in trouble, that they're going to move on from Dak Prescott. Hey, it's not about your regular season stats. It's about winning playoff games. Yeah, I'm talking playoffs. 
Then McVeigh's getting a little heat for the end. I I think they stopped throwing deep. I mean, that's just my take on it, that they were just, they could have thrown deep all day and they stopped doing it. I don't know why. Then I love the question I saw at CBS Sports. Is Dan Campbell the best coach in Lions history? Yes, he is. There's not even a debate on that. Yeah, Stafford, deep throws were there all game. And there was that one point that I mentioned last hour, right before halftime with 59 seconds left in the first half, their own five. They had all three timeouts. They were getting the ball at halftime, and McVay decided to go into the locker room with all three of his timeouts. And then the crowd was a big factor as well in the second half, forced him to use two timeouts. That hurt them at the end, so clock, time management. I was surprised with how easy it was on the deep throws and that the Lions weren't getting to Stafford, that in that final minute, they didn't take a couple of shots down the field. That shocked me. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com will check in about J.J. Gone, a laundry list of players who are leaving Michigan for the NFL. Does that mean Harbaugh is gone? The Don, not the Dom, the Don. Donovan Edwards is the biggest name to announce he's coming back. Michigan basketball got a surprising victory over Ohio State earlier today in the Martin Luther King Day game. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Chris, I'll get your thoughts on the hoops win in a moment. But uh, with J.J. gone and this uh, list pouring out from Ann Arbor of guys leaving the program for the NFL, does that mean Harbaugh is done? I think there's a possibility, and he is interviewing with the – Los Angeles Chargers today, as uh, has been reported, and uh, the more interesting thing to me is reading some of these articles. The, the general manager candidates that they are interviewing all have ties to Jim Harbaugh, uh, Brandon Brown from uh, the New York Giants. He's got a history with him, and then a guy from the Ravens, and another guy that he knew knew from the Bears. So uh, it certainly seems like they have their eyes set on somebody that maybe Jim knows and would be comfortable with, which makes you assume that maybe that Harbaugh is their guy. Now, are they, they're notoriously cheap. So are they going to match what Michigan is going to pay, which is going to be 11 or $12 million a year, or would they even have to, is this something that Jim Harbaugh would take a pay cut for to chase the Lombardi trophy? Because as we've said many, many times, Bill, this is an itch that he wants to scratch and he wants to be a Super Bowl champion too. So I think it's uh, definitely a possibility. I don't think it's a done deal or anything. And as we know from past experience, there's still an interview that he's got to pass and and, uh, and and perform well in. And that didn't happen in Minneapolis for the Vikings a couple of years ago. But this could be the right situation given that he's got ties to the coast. And it would be probably a pretty comfortable move for them, I would imagine. To me, from the outside looking in with no inside sources on this, it feels like the Chargers or the Raiders if he's leaving Michigan. 
correct? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe that. And I think that Pierce is going to stay with, uh, we keep hearing that Pierce is going to stay, Antonio Pierce is going to stay with the Raiders and their interim coach that he's beloved in the locker room and that whoever came in after that would be set up to fail, kind of like Josh McDaniels was because they wanted to keep their former interim coach and uh, and they love him there and he showed, he showed some progress. And so, but um, to me, uh, I, a lot of people think it's the Chargers or bust at this point. A lot of people with direct knowledge, and uh, and it just has to work out for him. And if it does, then maybe he'll go. And the bigger question then is who does he take with him, and who's the next guy? And we've said many times, Sharon Moore uh, would very, very, very likely be announced almost immediately after Harbaugh left. And in fact, it was being framed that way to recruits when they were recruiting, and they were on campus saying that. You know what? Don't worry about it. We're going to have continuity here. Sharon will be the guy if it's not Jim, and of course they all hope it's Jim. But um, if not, then you know, as Santa Ono, the president, told me on the field after the game, Michigan, will, the Michigan tradition will continue to go, and the program will keep going strong. And you know, all this talk about all these guys leaving, and very few people talking about what's coming back. You've got four, four first-round picks probably coming back. Uh, on defense alone, if you look at Will Johnson, the two defensive tackles, and Mason Graham and and Kenneth Grant, and then uh, potentially Rod Moore. I don't think Moore will be, but he could be. And we reported last night that he's coming back. That's huge. That secondary is going to be really strong. The linebackers are going to have to get one probably in the portal and a cornerback. But this is going to be another team that's going to be outstanding defensively, and they got plenty of, of talent on offense too. So we'll see where it goes, Bill. But I think a lot of Michigan fans are saying, hey, Jim, if you want to go, we wish you well. You accomplished what we hoped you would here. Three straight Big Ten titles, three straight wins over Ohio State, and national championship. Chris Ballas from the Wolverines.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line talking Michigan's postseason, which is underway after winning the title uh, less than a week ago. That seems like it was like three weeks ago when they won the right. championship or a month ago. It was, that was a, a long but quick week in a crazy way. So what are the surprises? I know J.J. is the lightning rod on he's done. I did see him projected top 10 in one of the CBS Sports uh, mock drafts. Uh, anybody else who left that caught your attention like, wow, I didn't expect that? No, and that's the crazy part about this. You know, even before it, the season started, all these guys said, you know, this is unfinished business. This is our mission to win it all. And you've got guys that could have come back and maybe would have come back had they not won at all. I would imagine that J.J. McCarthy might be one of those guys that if he didn't win at all, he'd say, okay, I can come back and be a Michigan captain. Let's run this thing back. I'll get as many guys back with me as I can, and we'll try one more time to win a national championship. But when you win it all, Bill, what better time than to leave, to leave, right? It's just perfect, and you can't write a better story. So Trent A. Jones has been here for five years. He's leaving at tackle. Uh, Carson Barnhart, same thing. Uh, a lot of these guys are 23, 20, some, some are 24 years old, and it's time for them to move on to their next chapters. I, I thought a guy like Junior Colson might stay, but he's graded out really, really well, and he's going to run like crazy at the combine. He's going to improve his stock. There's not one guy that I look at and say, okay, uh, this guy really needed to come back. So uh, Drake Nugent is, you know, at, at center could have come back for another year because of the COVID thing, but he's an older guy too. And um, I just think they all feel together that they've accomplished their mission and they want to go out together. A lot of them. So whichever guys that could get back was a good thing. Uh, Makari page weeks. I don't think he's announced yet. It's mission safety, but has told the coaches that he's coming back too. 
in addition to Rod Moore. So um, there is a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of talent on that football team, especially defensively. And you got a bunch of good young offensive linemen, Bill, that have been waiting their turn that I think are going to shine under Sharon Moore in this offense. So the offense, though, the key is, and there are a lot of names being floated out there, transfer portal, top shelf QB, who's on that short list that could replace J.J. this fall at Michigan? Yeah, there aren't many, uh, and that's the thing. You know, everybody's looking at uh, Talio Tangabaiololoa from Maryland, who's been around forever as well, and he's trying to get a waiver to play one more year, and I think Michigan has an eye on him as well. But you got to remember, this is not a pass-happy happy offense, and everybody's saying, well, they need a gunslinger out there. Well, they really don't. What they want to do is run the ball down your throat, and, uh, you know, if it's Alex Orgy and he improves enough as a passer where he, you can use him as a runner and a, a thrower uh, to some extent, then uh, maybe it's him. Uh, and you run behind an offensive line that's going to be revamped but has a bunch of guys that were top 100 recruits, Bill. Uh, Gio Elhadi is going to be the next great Michigan guard. He's been waiting his turn for years, and uh, they love they love him. They think he's going to be outstanding. Uh, you look at a guy like uh, Jeff Percy, who's been in, around for a long time, another four-star kid. All of them are four-star talents. Andrew Gentry was a top 65 kid overall, not a, just as a, as, a, as a position, but when he transferred from Virginia. So uh, there is a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of getting them to gel. So uh, that's where they are. Uh, maybe get a receiver in the portal if they can get a big one because they've got some young guys like Tyler Morris and Samaj Morgan that are the speedsters but aren't really the, the deep threat type of guys as a, a big, tall, strong receiver. So you'll probably look for them to uh, to look for a guy like that as well. But you got Colston Loveland coming back. So lots of talent there. We'll see what direction they go. And it's going to be interesting with the expansion of the college football playoff this December, Chris, that the pressure on college coaches I think is going to be alleviated because now instead of having to be within the top four, if you go 9-3 and three and make the college football playoff, that's going to be a successful season for most programs. Yep. It is, and for some that may be underachieved, if you're 9-3 and three at Ohio State, for example, and you make the Final Four or the Final Two, then uh, you kind of basically redeem yourself, right? Because that's the expectation at Ohio State. So, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where we've seen teams like Iowa, granted it was in the crappy Big Ten West, you know, win 10 games on defense alone. Uh, everybody's saying, well, Michigan's de- offense is going to be absolutely crappy because of all the players they lost. And again, I don't buy that. So, uh, and there's culture involved here, too. When you've got the culture in that program, I guess a lot of these kids that are, you know, Jack Tuttle's coming back, it looks like, Indiana quarterback, but a lot of them texted their coaches after J.J. McCarthy said he was leaving, and they said, look, I, you know, we know you're going to go to the portal to look, but don't count us out, man. We are already working our butts off to be the next guy and we understand what that entails and the culture here at Michigan so uh, we've seen it in the past many times from many Michigan teams that had the great culture in the 80s and 90s that the expectations that doesn't change just because you lose players and I think that's the case again. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line discussing Harbaugh who's interviewing with the Chargers. I would think on how comfortable he seemed, this is even before they won the national championship and that the chargers didn't have a lot of names connected to their jobs. And when that story broke that the GM candidates all have connections to Harbaugh, I really wonder if this was a deal that is already set up and they got to just go through their interview process per the Rooney rule and, 
everything according to NFL protocol if Harbaugh isn't set up to be that guy with the Chargers. Yeah, and it seems certainly seems like he was filibustering right on the contract, and uh, people on the other side of it say, you know, he was we've given him everything he wants, and basically the terms keep changing. Well, why would he do that? You know, and part of it is because of the obvious. The elephant in the room is he wants to coach in the NFL, and I think that's been the case. And I think he would tell you that he's glad it didn't work out at Minnesota. Obviously, with the way things worked out at Michigan, now he's a national champion. He leaves here a god a football god, no matter what happens, and uh, people aren't going to begrudge him the opportunity to go and chase his dream, right? So, and he, bought, and he hired a, an agent, and Don Yee, who has NFL ties, and when he did that, that was an eye-opener for me, and of course, we were the first ones to report that several weeks ago before the, the ESPN guys and everything else, and that was an eye-opener. And like, okay, he's serious this time about doing this the right way because there were so many leaks, Bill, the first couple of times, especially with the Vikings. And I think he was probably a little embarrassed. I'm not speaking for him, but the way that played out, thinking that he was going up there and, and had the job, and then the interview didn't go as planned. So uh, it's been closer to the vest, and he's got guys working behind the scenes for him now, which is the way he, you, sh- you should do it. Yeah, he's, he's got ties to the NFL, and he, of course, has been working on a contract for Harbaugh at Michigan, too. But overall, it's going to be eventually going to be what Jim Harbaugh wants. And if it's the, you know, what if they come in $5 million a year less? Because they've been known to do that. This is not a spendthrift organization. Then maybe Harbaugh says, no, you know, I'm going to be making $11 million and I love it in Ann Arbor and I love Michigan and I love being next to my parents. My family loves it here. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. And I think another thing that a lot of people haven't talked about how many current Michigan assistants would go with Harbaugh to whatever NFL destination he chose to accept. Yeah, and a big one would be Ben Herbert, who we've heard a couple of times now. He was going to go to Minnesota with him, and he's the strength coach. And he is really one of the backbones of your program, right? The strength coach. So and the kids love him, and the, the really the culture that he's helped create has been outstanding. So we think he would probably go um, again. He's got a huge buyout. He's making a million dollars a year here. So are the Chargers going to be willing to spend that kind of money? Uh, that's a big question. Um, and so these are probably things that Jim Harbaugh is talking about right now with the Chargers to see if it's viable. But, again, these are things that have probably, have probably already been talked about with his agent as well, and he's there. So he's, uh, he's there interviewing. So another guy I would imagine Jay Harbaugh would go with him, Jesse Minter, uh, who is just a fantastic guy in addition to coordinator, I think is looking for an NFL job. In fact, I know that he is very interested in that and wouldn't surprise at all if he went with Jim Harbaugh. And Grant Newsom is a guy that I could see going either way. Last time he was going to go to Minnesota, this time he could be the offensive line coach at Michigan for Sharon Moore, which is something that he's been looking for to be the uh, the offensive line coach. He's now the tight ends coach. So those are guys that I would watch. I would think uh, Mike Elston, Steve Klinkscale, Ron Bellamy, maybe Mike Hart would be back with more, but you know, filling those spots. Uh, to me, I'm out going out, and the first thing I'm doing, if this happens, if I'm Sharon Moore and I'm the head coach, I'm looking for a D.C. with Baltimore Ravens ties and asking Jim to help me bring somebody back from the Ravens that maybe John is uh, the next guy in line. You know, you look at Mike McDonald, who's now interviewing for several NFL jobs, including the Chargers job that Harbaugh interviewed for, is interviewing for, and Jesse Minner. And I would go right back to that well and say, let's keep this thing going. Chris Ballas from Wolverine.com talking about Harbaugh, the players leaving. I mean, Chris, it all sets up. You have the parade. Then you have the day Sunday on all the players announcing thank you and most of them expected 
JJ was maybe on the fence, but he's gone. And then you get Harbaugh on the news that he's interviewing today. It seems really set up on how this offseason was going to end. Also, yesterday with the news, possibly that Harbaugh's leaving, JJ, all those stud players are leaving. Ohio State had a parade through Columbus. Uh, just to celebrate <laughs> celebrate the Wolverines uh, possibly losing their head coach and losing J.J. and a lot of talent. And they lose their third straight game to Michigan in basketball, too. So uh, Yeah, that, I was going to mention that. I saw your uh, tweet. Yeah, they had yeah. the MLK Day game, and that was a mild surprise seeing Michigan post that W in hoops. Yeah, Ohio State's not great, but, you know, when Michigan plays that hard and they play better defensively like they did and – then they're going to win some basketball games. They have some talent. Uh, they should be playing. They should be better than they are. And uh, so, but they shot the ball well, and they, they rebounded. They defended better than they have. And uh, of course, they were up by twelve, and then decided, you know, a bunch of guys decided to go to the kitchen and make a sandwich and give up a sixteen to nothing run again, like they always do. These guys are allergic to success. Every time they get up between seven to ten mm. points, it seems like that lead just disappears. But yeah. give them credit for finishing this one. Uh, they needed that one badly. Of course, none of it matters if they don't continue to do this because they dug themselves such a big hole. But it was good to see them get a win, especially against a rival. Well, and again, I'm, I'm going to throw in player performance, but also coaching at the end of games. And they found a way to get past it today, and they win 73-65. And when you're looking at this team, I'm just telling you, the, I have to ask you this question, and, and sure. maybe you can explain it to me about uh, McDaniel, so he's not studying, so he's not going on road games, but he's playing at home. You see the difference it makes having him in the lineup. That, that's a strange suspension I've never seen. You know what I mean? I haven't either. I don't understand. Weird. It. Now, there's a lot. There's a lot I don't understand here, and I'm really glad they got the win today because they needed it. Because I think it was yep. piling up on Howard, and it still is. And there's still a lot of basketball left for Howard and the Wolverines to save the season or for a lot of questions to be answered at the end of the season. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, the Fab Five guys were there, Weber and those guys. And it was interesting listening in the on the TV broadcast, too, when Jalen Rose started talking about how it was Ward. He called him Ward Emanuel. It's actually Ward Emanuel, your AD there, Jalen. And then uh, how, how he and Juwan were the ones that really welcomed them back. When John Beeline spent the better part of 15, 12 years trying to get those guys back and they honored Jalen Rose on Jalen Rose Day in 2008 and they brought three of them back in 2010 it's like uh, that was a slap in the face to John Beeline and I'd really like Jalen Rose to acknowledge the fact here that the, the things that John Beeline did for this program you got this guy kissing Juwan Howard's butt because he's a friend of his but uh, acting like John Beeline was some kind of a detriment to them or to anything to do with Michigan basketball when all he did was win and win with integrity pisses me off. So I just needed to get that out there after I heard that. I thought that was ridiculous. You and I, you know as well as I do what kind of a guy John Beeline is and what he's done for that program. So uh, that might be a column of mine here in the next couple couple of days. And it's an opinion that I totally agree with. And I thought what was really cool during that 16-0 Ohio State run, the ceremonial timeout, that uh, Chris Weber called when Michigan didn't have any timeouts. That led to four of those 16 points. <laughs> oh, God. You're still too soon. I still remember it's that. It's like too soon, game. yeah, with their celebrating. Yeah, Beeline yeah. did everything. He, he, matter of fact, Beeline, how do you how do you say this? Nothing against Fisher. Johnny Orr, old school. 
Beeline, yeah. when you look at what he did for players, Poole and Burke and Robinson, and just what he was able to accomplish with Spike and stuff, he's a great coach. And, you know, Fab Five are the Fab Five. I enjoyed the era. Jalen Rose, I was glad they took him off of TV. That talk show with the other guy was brutal. And uh, Rose's star is kind of diminishing right now in terms of the media because he's a hack. Well, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I never listened to him. I'll I did, and I'm telling you, I'm giving yeah. you my opinion. Yeah. Well, there you You're going to trash Beeline, you trash and family with me, okay? Yeah, and I agree with that. And I can tell you personally after Jalen could trash Superfly, but you're not going to trash Beeline. <laughs> I have a line. Superfly. Nobody's trashing Superfly on my watch, brother. You know Bob how much Skeen I love was that guy. yesterday on the text saying that. Was he? Yeah, saying that. Brett called it. him Don when he called. Is this Don Skeen? Did he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, never mind, Fly. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not defending you anymore. <laughs> okay, well, Chris, man, I'm sorry this week you guys don't get another destination you can go to after the Rose Bowl in Houston. You got to, you know, just have a normal week there at the Wolverine.com. I was about ready to explode with all the food they threw at us, so I need this couple of weeks to detox, Bill, but life is good, man. National champs, and uh, we'll have a special edition coming out in magazine, so go to the WolverineOnline.com to order. Uh, can't wait till to get your copy, brother. Another magazine for you guys to put together. That should put you in a real stable emotional mood. <laughs> well, my golf game will suck even worse. All right, we love it, Chris. Let's put it that way. All Thanks, right. Billy. Take there care. he is, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, checking in from Ann Arbor on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I, I wasn't saying Beeline, who joins us every Tuesday, talking hoops, presented by Josh Garvey and Dor Mayhew. I just, I, there's, you know. <sighs> I don't know if it's Juwan Howard now part of this, but the Fab Five and Jalen Rose and just everything he says. I just, oh my God, he annoys the living daylights out of me. I like Jimmy King. You know, I just, I, Howard, Rose, I, Weber's cool. Juwan Howard can't coach. I know they got to win today. They got enough talent to post wins. You can win sometimes with talent, but it's coaching. And I still believe he can't coach. He can prove me wrong the rest of this year. I hope he does. You want to join in our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What was the feels moment for you last night before, during, or after the Lions win over the Rams? You can tell me at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. 
Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Imagine this. A day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined. At Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE. When you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you can bet five bucks on either playoff game tonight, the last two in the wild card round. Steelers in Buffalo, Eagles at Tampa. Bet five bucks on either game, either team. And if you're a new customer who uses code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you'll get 200 in free bets instantly tonight. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you want to get in on a bonus 1000 bucks, you could win to bet on the Super Bowl courtesy of the HUGE show in the Michigan Sports Network. Just text DraftKings to 21000. Text DraftKings as one word to 21000. Let's go talk about the Lions and that win over the Rams. Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com, DraftWire.com. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. He is standing by. And Jeff, what a, what a night, what a game for the team, the franchise, the fans, former players, everybody connected to the Lions. Oh man, it was it was unreal. Uh, some of us are old enough, in fact, to have you know experienced a playoff win before, but it was so long ago. 
And just the, the way that Ford Field was rocking. And Dan Campbell brought it up in his press conference, which just ended not too long ago, talking about how, you know, an hour before the game, the stadium was shaken, and it just didn't let up the entire day. And uh, I, I thought he kept it great by saying, you know, that, that's a game that you will never forget. You will always remember where you were when that happened. And that's uh, that, that's kind of where we're all at as Lions fans right now. Yeah, it, it had been so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, right before the game, he tweeted out, uh, the crowd chanting Jared Goff. It was deafening. And, again, I think it bothered Stafford because he said, hey, I, I'm happy for the players afterwards. He didn't say I'm happy for the fans. But, uh, yeah, that crowd <laughs> chanting Jared Goff. What, what a night for him across the board. Yep. You could see it in his face. You could hear it in his voice afterwards. That that was a heavy burden having Stafford uh, on your back since the day you arrived in Detroit. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I applaud the fans for, for rallying to it. But I also think I think the Lions players really, really wanted that for Jared. Um, aside from just winning, they, they love that guy and always have. And they've had his back and they they wanted him to know that, you know, this was as important for them to be for him than it was as anything else. And I think that was a big key to the game. They were not going to let Jared Goff be the reason why they didn't win that game. And uh, Goff went out and played fantastic. Uh, the, the first half, he was darn near perfect and turned in a, a great game. Stafford had better numbers, but I do think that if you, if you, you know, just go through how the, the game played out, I think Goff was a little bit more effective. Uh, those red zone stops that the Lions defense got, some of those are on Stafford for, for missing some things. And look, we've seen Stafford blow big games in Detroit before. That was one of the reasons why, you know, one of many, many reasons why the team just didn't quite achieve as much as they could have with him. Uh, Goff got it done. And that's, that's a, it, it's weird to say that Jared Goff, you know, wins the playoff game over Matthew Stafford because you know, the whole teams were involved. But man, it does sure feel like Goff did what he needed to do to, to, exile any of those uh, you know Matthew Stafford comparisons and you know all the oh did, who got the better of the trade like I, I think both teams are pretty darn happy now now that the you know the Rams got their Super Bowl they got their mission accomplished and, and good for them Jeff the Risden, Lions are, are where they want to be man <laughs> Amen Jeff Risden Lions Wire Draft Wire follow both on Twitter Facebook online joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign yeah I, I just Everything about that night afterwards where he gave game balls only to Holmes and Goff, I thought that was a message to the team and everybody about the impact of Goff and the impact of Holmes. And uh, you're looking at Gibbs and Laporta and Jamo running routes, like Collinsworth said, like he's an experienced uh, veteran. And I, I, I agreed with you. I know you tweeted out in the second half. I wasn't liking Ben Johnson's conservative play calling. Maybe there was... A, some rhyme and reason behind it. But if you would have told me 24 hours ago the Lions only scored three points in the second half, I would have told you they lost by double digits. But they found a way to hang on. They sure did. And, you know, that last pass at the end, that's why we love Ben Johnson, because he will turn it up and do things that you don't expect. And, you know, sometimes I, I do think that he gets a little cute and you're trying to prove how smart he is sometimes. Instead of, you know, hammer the ball with David Montgomery when you got a defensive front like that. Like, that's exactly what it calls for. 
they didn't really do that all that much, but they got it done. And, and, and again, some of that's golf. Some of that is the offensive line, which played very, very well. I thought that was Taylor Decker's best game in a Lions uniform. Uh, he was phenomenal. You know, they, they, they did find ways to get it done. They made plays on defense when they had to. You know, this is a team that we've talked about this. They're not designed to stop you on defense. This is not a team that's going to hold you to one touchdown. This is a team that's going to have to win 24, 23, 30 to 27, those types of games. Their defense can do that. And they did it yesterday. And, uh, they can do it again next weekend too, no matter who they play. Uh, and then we're going to find it out in a little bit, but, uh, Tell you what, it's great to have, still be talking about Lions football. You know, it's funny. Normally, this time of year, we're talking about draft and, and all that stuff, and nobody wants to hear that right now. And as much as I am an NFL draft freak, I'm, I'm kind of liking this, Bill. Yeah, amen, brother. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter. Joining us here on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line on the huge show across Michigan. So who's the better matchup? You got the mobile quarterback with Hurts. You have Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator. That's worth to, uh, worth at least twenty one for the Lions offense. Um, you know, Tampa still has a they they have a, one of the tougher defensive units. Lions took care of business in Tampa earlier in the year. Playoff football is different. So Sunday at three, based off of what happens tonight in the final wild card weekend game with Tampa and Philly. Who's a better matchup in Detroit for the Lions to get to the NFC title game? If all things are equal, it's certainly Tampa Bay because the Lions already beat them, and the way that they play, look, what's the Lions' biggest weakness? You can throw deep over the top. Baker Mayfield stinks at that, even with the receivers that he's got. We saw that the first time around, so that matchup is really good. But the Philadelphia Eagles are a bottom-10 team in the last month and a half. They're playing some really bad football. They're without A.J. Brown right now. I'm not sure he would be back for next week either. If they happen to win, uh, you have to worry about about Jalen Hurts and his mobility because that is a real problem. But their defense has given up. Uh, their, their defensive front is getting pushed around. I like the Lions against either of these. But, again, because, because they beat Tampa Bay and the way that, that Tampa Bay plays – I think that's a little bit of an easier matchup. But again, nobody's easy. This, this you're going to be playing a team that won a playoff game. You cannot take that lightly. But the same same's true for the team that's coming to Detroit. Like they can't take Detroit lightly. Uh, they, it, it, this is a good football team, and I think that's one of the things that, that I really took away from last night. The Lions proved that they're a good football team from top to bottom. When was the last time we could say that? It's been a very, very long time. Probably before I was even born. Uh, probably before my dad was was out of diapers. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a very long, painful ride, and I think we're finally getting to the point where we can have some confidence in this team. Though so, you know, I, I like to pre-write endings. I never felt like I had to write anything other than the Lions winning that game last night. Even when you know the Rams were making their little bit of a comeback, it just never felt like the, the Lions had lost control of the game. And that's that's a very rare feeling, especially in the postseason. Most complete Lions team I've ever seen, and nothing against Lomas and Herman Moore and Barry and that crew, but they had issues at quarterback. They had a great line, had great running backs, great receivers. Defense was solid, but they had issues at quarterback. Wayne Fonts was not a great coach, and the front office was still squirrely, as was ownership. Now you take Sheila Hamp into Brad Holmes and the Dan Campbell and to on-the-field leadership with guys like Goff and Anzalone and a young leader in Hutch uh, and coordinators 
you know, Aaron Glenn, a defense played well with those three red zone stops. Ben had the ballsy call to St. Brown to ice the game. Across the board, the Lions have never had this ever in franchise history where there's not a weakness in the organization. Maybe you could use one more speed edge rusher and a shutdown corner, but that's about it. Yeah, and, and now we're getting to the point where you're finding the flaws like, oh, San Francisco, well, their offensive line isn't all that good. They don't have a lot of depth there. You know, Philadelphia, they're old. Their their cornerbacks are given. Like, you're finding that not every team is perfect. Every team has its flaws. It's a case of managing your flaws. The Lions do a really good job of doing that. And I think Aaron Glenn deserves some credit for that. I think Ben Johnson deserves some credit for that. Uh, Dan Campbell uniting people around that. But this is... You know, it, it's now it's do they have the ability to focus on the next game, the next task at hand? Dan Campbell was very big and emphatic and reiterated that point several times in his press conference. He's not going to let them get too excited about this win. And I think that's the right approach to have because I have seen teams, uh, I got Florida Browns team that won a playoff game in Pittsburgh, came out the next week and uh, just didn't quite have enough to, to be a Chiefs team. Uh, the rest didn't help in that either. But uh, you, you got to keep rolling and understand that the mission is not done yet. This is a team that can win next weekend and can win the following weekend too if they if they are lucky enough to get there. The, the, the mission is not over, and I'm very glad that, that Campbell is hammering that point home. Yeah, home game Sunday at 3 against either Philly, Tampa, or Tampa, whoever wins tonight. If the Packers on Saturday night will continue – uh, their miracle road run and eliminate the 49ers. That means the Lions would go into kickoff against either the Bucks or the Eagles, knowing with a W that they would host the NFC Championship game in downtown Detroit. My Lord. That sounds great. And by the way, the Packers can do that. I do not like being the number one seed and playing a team that's hot coming off of a win and you just sat there. And they sat there the week before that too and didn't play their starters. I. I like Green Bay to win that game, quite frankly, and uh, they're playing great football. Wouldn't that be great to have a Packers Lions game in Ford Field for the right to go to the Super Bowl? That's uh, if we told anybody that at the beginning of the season, we all would have taken that absolutely. Yeah, not based on what the Packers did the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, though. You think about what the Packers have done, uh, Matt Lafleur, total coaching domination over McCarthy, and now McCarthy may be in trouble. They may not re-sign. Uh, Dak Prescott, so uh, I did not see uh, a Green Bay hanging <laughs> almost 50 on the Cowboys. Didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I, I did think they would win, but I didn't think it would be like wow. that. That was, that was embarrassing. Yeah, that was that a butt kick. Nobody's going to cry for that. That was one of those weird ones where like most people who are Lions fans despise both the Packers and the Cowboys, and it was sort of a case of, well, who do we root for in this one other than you know mutual chaos and uh I think it was nice to see the Cowboys get bounced because that means you get a game at home. And, uh, again, the Lions at home with that the crowd the way it was last night, it's going to be real tough for anybody to pick against them again. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line talking about the Lions win last night over the Rams. Jeff, good stuff. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, Risden will be in studio tomorrow, 3 until 5. Looking ahead to the matchup with either Philly or Tampa Bay. If you have a Lions question, you can drop it for Jeff and myself at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show 
on Facebook and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Best vacations are RV vacations. Let's go somewhere. The Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place is back. It's the biggest RV show in the state with the best RV deals. See over 300 RVs, luxurious motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and ultralights, RV accessories and services, hundreds of camping destinations, Alaska RV and seminars, and more. That's January 18 through 21, DeVos Place. Buy your tickets at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. Huge here with a reminder that the biggest RV show in the state of Michigan happens this weekend, Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. It's the annual Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Now, if you want to see RVs, they have over 300 on display. Also, family-friendly travel trailers and campers and more. So if you're looking for the ultimate RV experience this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, it's the Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Get more details at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookup, including betting just five bucks on either wildcard game tonight. You'll get 200 instantly. In bonus bets, just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you miss any of our podcasts, they are free, and you can search everywhere. Just search The HUGE Show. Big. Bad. Bad. 